Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Black Man Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a couple of good friends that have a great uh, conversation about I think what we go through in the modern world when uh, we interact um, with the opposite sex. Um, I was going to title this episode, Men Who Love Women Who Love Themselves. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let this conversation uh, ensue uh, by introducing my first guest, um, the highly esteemed uh, Mr. Will Maybon. What's up, my brother? What's good? Pleasure to be on the call again. We appreciate you. I'm glad you came back. Um, I think Tiffany's still uh, probably joining us or getting with us. Um, but I really wanted to have you a, a part of this because um, I, I, I need some additional male perspective because I have developed some new thoughts. I've evolved some of the thoughts that I had previously with my interactions. Um, I'll say with, with women in general, but specifically with uh um, a woman you try to give that, um, you know, that special attention to, right? I think as men, we we have a different um, emotional scale. And I want to talk about that. I want to share maybe some of the, is it he motions, bro? <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, like, uh, I, I, what do you think of that? Well, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm about to, I'm about to pulling up to the house and I was trying to check something really quick. Say that last part one more time. You say, I was just talking just about, repeat mm-hmm, I was talking about male emotions. I said that I think men have a different emotional scale. Um, I don't think that we interact in the world the same way that women do. And I have some comments about the observations that I made on how women uh, and men, we're all dysfunctional, but how women and men uh, with our interaction with each other, how these different dynamics really can uh, maybe make sense of what I perceive in the world. Yo, your microphone is your, your microphone is being covered. Um, it sound muffled a little bit. T- uh, so yeah, you were saying my bad. Um, Tiffany just joined the call. Um, I want to go ahead and introduce my second guest. I hope you guys aren't losing me. Um, we could try to. You you guys want to re-record? I mean, I'm, it's up to you. I'm I'm good. Tiffany, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you both. Welcome to the show. I want to introduce my second guest, uh, entrepreneur, extraordinaire, owner of Hair Care Beware, the place to be up in, up in uh, what, G, Bowie? Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, let me introduce my uh, second host, Tiffany. Hi, everybody. We, uh, I was talking to Will before you joined the show. And uh, I was talking about the topic that we're going to unravel today. Um, I was telling Will, just to give you some background, that these, the inspiration for this has just come from my interaction with women overall, women uh, generally, and specifically uh, a woman that uh, I'm trying to give special attention to. It, it's uncovered this thought that men have a different emotional scale than women. Um, I think that that's a, a, a peaceable, digestible thought, and uh, I want to talk about that. So I got the homie Will on the call. Uh, Will, um, I don't think you've met Tiffany yet. She's the owner of Beware Hair Care uh, out in Bowie, Maryland. She does the daggone thing. Um, Thank you. Great person, good people. Um, Will, meet Tiffany. Nice to meet you, Will. Uh-oh, we might have lost the homie Will. It sounds like it. Yeah, he was so... Maybe is my mic... Mute. He might be on mute. Is my mic cutting off at all? No, I can hear you. Okay. Um, so, anyhow, I really needed Will on this call. Hopefully, he comes back in um, because I, I hope I'm not wrong with what I'm perceiving. Um, my ends, uh with... Women artists, um, they've been really interesting as of late. Um, some of them have been great. Uh, I think the East Coast women are a little bit different than Southern and Midwest women, or even probably West women. 
Um, and I think that all women have this certain pride about being different from the next woman. Mm. You know, um, is that... And you feel like that's an, an invalid pride or do you think about that? No, I think it's all people. We're all different. And with women specifically, um, I, I have I have good secondary thoughts on this. Um, I get... Um, I don't know. Like I watch how women interact in the world and I see that sometimes they're misled. And I think that's the biggest tragedy. I think that women are treated differently. And because of that differential different treatment, they react to the world differently. Do you think that's yeah. a fair, I mean, as a man in this world, is that. Can you no, I, 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 I can, oh, are you asking me? I was asking all y'all. He just got, I think you can hear us right, Will. I can hear y'all. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I can hear y'all the first time, but y'all couldn't hear me for some reason, so I had to disconnect and call back. Okay. Yeah, we saw, I think I introduced you to Tiffany. Uh, yeah. It was okay. a pleasure to meet you, Tiffany. I heard you. I heard you say hello, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No problem. But I was talking about, my point was uh, how women are treated differently, so they perceive the world different, and it's crazy does anyone agree with that yo i agree <laughs> like, i agree i know we've been having difficult trying to get this first question answered yeah <laughs> um i i um i want to share something on that so okay and i and, and i apologize if i'm not answering the question completely you know we was having some issues with me hearing what you were really asking but um it, i find it so frustrating in dating when just the, the simple things just we're so far on opposite ends of the spectrum is just agreeing on very simple things. Um, I had a young lady, I went to a concert and this girl, she invited me to the concert um, because her sister, um, she was supposed to go with her sister and her sister was sick. She wasn't feeling well. So she asked me to accompany her three hours before the start time of the show. Now, I was exhausted because I had had a long day at work. So I, I get home and I'm, I'm laying down. As soon as I lay down and close my eyes, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon. The show starts at 7. She's like, hey, would you accompany me? I'm like, uh, sure, I'll go. So I'm trying to get some rest really quick. I get there. She shows up an hour late. She nah. She gets at 8 o'clock. Nah. Let's, yeah, look, Let him finish name, the story. My name is on the her name is on the list, and it is a two a party of two. So I didn't need a ticket. I just needed to go and say her name, and I could get in. So she's an hour late. The show starts about five minutes or so after she gets there, um, and I don't know why she told me seven. So it is what it is, though. So I get there. I'm sitting there, and then it's like a fufu type restaurant. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like place, and I, I don't really, the vibe is not. I like the ambiance, but I'm like, uh, when I go to places with this kind of ambiance, I know the food is not going to be on point, at least not for my liking, mm -hmm. and it's going to be overpriced, right? So, she's ordering food. She's like, "Do you want to get anything?" I'm like, "Nah," because I wasn't even hungry. I'm like, "Nah." I was like, "This really ain't my thing, my type of my type of spot," and she's like, "Oh," and she, and I don't know how it came about, but it came up that maybe I'm cheap. She didn't say it, but it was um, it was in the air. So I kind of just addressed the elephant in the room. And so um, I could see how the way everything was going. It was like towards the, we're getting close to the end. And she ordering this food. And I know she was probably going to look like she expected me to pay for it. And I'm sitting here like, I'm accompanying you because you were going to be solo dolo. Shouldn't right. you be treating me to a meal? Sure. Because, like, you invited me to come. Don't women always say, well, if he invites me, he should pay for it? You invited me to this event, and I'm really bailing you out, and somehow, some way, I'm going to end up paying for your food? Yeah, that ain't about to happen. So I ended up cutting out about 20 minutes mm -hmm. before the show ended. I was like, yo, I got to roll. So uh, you have a good night. And I just bounced. Because I just showed yeah. It was wacky. Bash again. Brothers, you be Jose Canseco, I'll be the other guy. Please finish your thought. 
because you're talking some 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 truth to me right now. Just listening to you, uh, I think we're gonna have a good exchange. But please, I, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was just, it's just the way we think is just so different. And yeah. I'm because I'm told by many of women, hey, if a guy invites me to the place, then he should be treating me out to eat. He should be paying for it. I'm like, okay, I don't agree with that, but okay. So how come that logic doesn't resonate with them in the case of them inviting us out? I got so much perspective on that, man. Like, you ain't never lied, but um, I don't even know where to begin. So I'm going to defer to Tiffany just so I can really, you know, see where my, where my, where my thoughts lie. Because I know I have a lot of them. What do you think about uh, the what is it chivalry we could even say if I wanted to take a perhaps a feminist perspective? Um, does the man have to pay Tiffany? And secondarily, I mean, you heard his whole situation. I want to hear your perspective or thoughts on uh, uh, on this interaction we'll have. Oh, wait, let me add. Let me add this. Let me add mm-hmm. this. On a scale of one to ten, to me, she was a four. Oh, I mean, looks. <laughs> look, I don't think looks are... I'm I'm crazy, so like I don't I'm like shallow hal at times, um, and I can perceive when a woman is obviously when a woman's gorgeous, but I mean you sometimes that four can do more, yo. Like oh definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. Like, but she was playing with you, like she was a she's a two, she's a toe, uh, and for for making you wait the extra hour, and then like you said, you had to bounce. Like it was, um, I'm not trying to. You know, it just seems like she really wasn't patient. I think I probably have had similar experience. Uh, I'm so desperate to defer to Tiffany, so I'm not uh, pushing in any certain direction or being off with my perspective because um, I had to include a male on the show today because I know that my experience is real. So with all of that being said, uh, Tiffany, what are your thoughts on those three things? Um, Yeah. Um, well, I'll have to ask you to repeat those questions, but Mm -hmm. I really enjoy listening to, um, stories like these. I ask men all the time that I interact with, you know, about their experiences with women. Um, I hear these types of stories all the time, honestly. Um, so it's not surprising. Um... As far as like men paying for dates, um, I'm not necessarily on either end. I pretty much have my own thoughts and opinions about that. Like, for example, I've been, um, I've used dating apps before, and I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of women go on dating apps, you know, to get men, um, to take them out for free meals. So, but I, um, in all of my interactions, I try to gain a more, a better perspective of what men think and how men think. So I ask questions, um, you know, to get the answers that I want. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So when it comes to like me, if if I'm talking to somebody like on a dating app, which I don't use dating apps anymore, but when I was using dating apps, um, you know, if I'm going to meet you for the first time, I don't expect you to pay for me because um, we're just meeting each other. And, you know, if, if in my eyes, if you're, if we're not establishing, you know, um, like, some exclusivity then I don't really expect that I'm gonna always yes. make sure that I can um mm. you know if if I'm if we both fill in each other and we want to hang out more I'm gonna always just make sure that I'm gonna pay for myself regardless I'm not gonna expect it but you know if if you offer then sure <laughs> you know what I mean but it's not something that I expect how many men are not going to offer, though? You know, I want to I want to kind of respond to you. So, like, OK, this this was so frustrating for me. And and B, I don't want to over I don't want to take over the call. No, man, I need so, you. Um, I need you, bro. Do it. Um, it's 
and I get it, right? I, I get the position that women take. They're like, well, he offered. And it's like, well, it's customary for us to offer. It's customary for us to take charge and lead well, the way. You're from, you're from a different place. It's not customary here where I'm from. Right, right. <laughs> I don't, you know well, what I mean? Like, it's like I've right. been out and it doesn't get offered and I'm fine paying for myself. Like, it's not a big deal to me. Well, okay. Um, that's that's rare. I, I need to come to these. Bro, that's a test. That's a, No, bro. That's a test in and of itself. Like, uh, I can't date uh, chicks usually, right, that can't do that stuff. I'm not even going to front a lie, but, like, obviously I'm from a different space, too. And I, can, I actually maybe came out east to find, like, a, a, a Midwest Southern girl, something crazy, right? And I see that I'm with a... a you know, just just the a different breed, and it's great. It's good. It is its own little thing. But um, Tiffany, you have you taken a man out uh, on a date before? Yes, multiple times. A first date, though. A first date. A first date? No, I pay for myself because yeah. if we're just meeting, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that. Okay. We're establishing whether we even want to see each other again. I, like, I, I agree. I agree. But yeah, okay. I mean, unless the you've first been time. like you talking, you know, unless you were talking for a while and you guys have established a vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's different. So what about like that? What about a first date in a sense? Not not like the meet and greet. Not that we're going Dutch because we don't know each other. But okay, I like you. You like me. We want to see each other now. I want to. I want to go yeah. do something fun with you. Not just we we got past the pleasantries now, so it's the first official date that someone's going to cover the full bill. Have you ever been the first one to cover the full bill? As an ugly man, I need to interject. Yeah, I'm, I have. You, it happens. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand exactly <laughs> what you're saying. So Ooh, let them know. We're saying something. <laughs> Some this is like the first the time we've ever yeah. gone out together. Yeah. And chicks look at you like you crazy when you try to take them out the first time. Like, nah, little chump change, nigga. Like, nah, I'm a doctor, nigga. Like, trust me. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's like that. I live in, uh, I live in uh, the Wakanda. I was at work today just in black love, bro. Like, just happy uh, on a mission. You know, people working together, being coordinated. Um it's 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 a different space. It's its own space. It's its own bubble. Man, I need to see what that's like. So check this out. This happened to me on Sunday. Well, last Sunday. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, last Sunday at church, um, I was on a panel. It was singles, and and I'm talking, and man, it it, it got crazy real fast because I, I teach it real funky, and my and church folk, I tell people if you in the church. It's gonna be, I'm, and I'm a Christian. I'm gonna tell, I tell them, say, if you're in the church, it's gonna be real difficult for you and I to have a dialogue without you being offended. I'm just gonna tell you flat out. So, um, and I say it's not because what I'm saying is gonna be grotesque. It's gonna be because you don't have grace to allow somebody to come with a perspective that you don't fully understand or agree with. So, on the panel, I get the mic and I tell everybody, hey, I'm gonna say some things, but for you churchy folk. Y'all ain't going to like what y'all about to hear. And my pastor looks at me. He's like, what do you mean by churchy people? I said, you know. I said, it's kind of hard to explain, but you churchy people, y'all know who y'all are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we go in and we have this panel and we talk about all these perspectives and I give my views and they just so, so, um, but, um, so fast forward to this week, one of the panelists that was on stage, a single woman, and her and I were talking and I was sharing some views and she was like, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I was like, yeah, but why don't you say this to your friends? She's like, cause they mm-hmm. don't listen. I said, so y'all put the burden on a guy like myself to share this with women. And then they cr- try to crucify me. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about or I'm, me- I'm, mis- I'm misogynistic or I'm sexist or whatever the case may be. I'm a caveman, but right. yet 
as a black woman, you agree with what I'm saying, but you won't say anything. I said, that's just like when a white person could come into our community. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say a white person goes into the South Side of Chicago and start telling black people what their problems are. They're going to be like, we don't want to hear, you don't know what you're talking about. But the people inside the circle ain't going to say nothing. So you leave it to the people outside the circle to say something. And then you want to crucify them as though they don't know what they're talking about. So I want to know, Tiffany, what's, what's your thoughts on that? When, when a black man is saying some things to black women that troubles him, just like black women talk about us black men all the time about what troubles us. I mean, what troubles y'all. Like, y'all want us to step up and say something. And y'all right, we should. But when we want y'all to step up and say something, where's that voice? Like, why aren't black women co-signing some of these things that we're black, us black men are saying when they know them to be true and then continue the echo amongst their sisters? Right. Um, well, you're asking the wrong... Like, I don't have the answer. I would like to know the answer to that myself. Um, I see it all the time. I'm on you know, a lot of uh, different, like, Facebook groups, for example. Um, I've been in groups before where a man will ask um, or, like, say, for example, there'll be a post, and it'll be, hey, men, what do you all think about such and such? And the first person to comment will be a woman, and it'll be a woman giving their opinion. So I, you know, to me, that is not allowing you all to um, feel the freedom of expressing yourself. So I need to know the answer to that myself. Um, I don't have the answer for you, honestly. Well, I appreciate your honesty. I, I, I think I think that in itself was, you know, it has some room, though, for you to speak up for us because, like, I think black women, you know, we, we're so divided amongst our, our ethnic, ethnic group that I think it would be just helpful that black women just start to say, hey, sisters, let's stop telling these men how to be men. Right. And I and I, I do that, you know, um, I haven't like I haven't made, um, you know, it um, like when I when I see things, if I'm on somewhere, wherever. Because, I mean, it could just be any type of place where you're commenting even, not even in an actual, um, you know, in-person situation. Um, you know, like, if you if you follow social media, you, you can see it all the time. Um, so, I mean, I make it a point to, because um, Brian knows, we have talked about this, he and I. Um, so he understands my perspective on that. Um I do feel like there is um, definitely poor communication amongst us. Yeah. And I've spent a lot of my own personal time when when I when I observed that, you know, as an adult, you know, I've spent my own personal time trying to understand men a little better. That's why when I when I have interactions with men, I ask questions. I to gain a perspective, you know, and I like to ask men of different races, different cultures, but mainly speaking to um, black, black men, you know, different educational backgrounds, different, you know, environmental backgrounds, um, you know, just to kind of understand, but I do get that across the board is there is just a lack of communication. Um, when I, what I have observed myself um, is that a lot of the issues that I've come across in various men have to do with the mothers that they had. Mm. You know what I mean? Ooh, I'm glad Can we please talk about that? Yeah. Because that's what a lot of women say. And I mm-hmm. think that... Uh, I think it's just really interesting because the fact that we predominantly have mothers, 
Um, I, I think right. that's that's but a unique mean you situation have the type for of care that you need it though. But black men, black boys, the we, mm, this is really good, y'all. Look, hey, you, as black men, we are the most disenfranchised group people in the world. It's universally true. We have circumstances that are immune to. Mo- to to a, to a majority of the seven billion people on this planet, as a, a a beautiful diasporic people, we have to do better with our gifts. Our innate talents have to be exploited in positive ways when we interact with one another. So whether that's uh, bros interacting with each other or how we treat our women, we have skills, gifts, abilities um, that are that are unique and we need to celebrate this that's how i feel about that well look so yeah i mean i I agree with that as well but you can't take away from the fact because there are even women who act don't appreciate black men no i'm saying um there are women who act certain ways as adults because of their experiences growing up sure Um, absolutely like parent parents have a lot to do with what happens with people as adults you know and a lot of us don't even realize what our upbringings and what our interactions with our parents have done to us until we are well into our you know Mm -hmm. whatever late mid 20s to you know 30s some people don't even realize these things until later on in life but it takes you looking at yourself and being like hey why am I behaving this way why am I interacting Mm -hmm. with people this way and that's why that's where my desire to have a better understanding of male perspectives came because I knew that there were things that I was doing. You know, I had to look at myself and say, Hey, why are you making the choices, you know, and that you're making? And then try to be understanding that other people are making the choices that they're making because of whatever experiences they had. Yeah. Remind me yeah. to ask you a question about uh, um, paternal parents, uh, Tiffany. Just remind me of it in a little bit um, because I really want to talk about that, how I think women have different experiences growing up with their male fathers and their perspective perhaps is skewed. Um, and it's very similar to the argument that you say about, I, I believe you're saying, about us as black boys with our mothers um there's a certain there's a certain connection and i'd like to just talk about it maybe from both perspectives uh i already said that when it comes to us as boys and our mothers it's a hey before you before you Mm -hmm. go down that rabbit hole i want to i want to rip this band-aid off really quick do it look y'all got to bear with me for a second on this one so I'm very passionate about what I'm about to say. And I don't have any hard facts to back it up. I just have cool. personal experiences to back it up. You got hate in your heart? Let it out. <laughs> so look, look, look. Um, I'm a firm believer that children are better suited to be raised by a single parent if it's the father and not the mother. Boom. And I get pushed back on this all the time because mm-hmm. um, my kids, mom and I, we are just slowly kind of wrapping up a custody battle. Um, I've decided to let go because the fight was just becoming a financial nightmare. Sure. It wasn't really, I could do more for my kids while they're in their mom, mom's custody than I can with all the, the negative stuff that comes with winning custody. Sure. So anyway. Cheaper to Lisa. Yeah. So. I had I had I had this talk with a few women and they get so offended and I'm just appalled at their level of offense taken because women are the main ones black women especially are the main ones that rag on black men for not being present yeah. but refuse to allow a black man to have sole custody of a child when it mm-hmm. comes to a black man having custody they always want to do 50-50 Yet they will support case after case of a woman getting full custody. And I said, okay, women all over America fighting for women to have full custody of their kids. None of these women are fighting for men to have full custody. If a man has any custody, it can be joint at best. And okay, whatever. 
because I'm not trying to strip women of their custody. I'm just saying, statistically speaking, the the black community well, is you destroyed. Say, you said you didn't have any hard facts. No, 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 no. We do have facts on this. This okay. is the one thing I have facts on. Statistically speaking, black black boys and girls are primarily raised when it's a single household, primarily raised by a woman. Yes. Okay. Right. We yeah. can agree on that, right? I believe it's sixty okay. to seventy percent. It's an astronomical, crazy, crazy number. So but yeah, what I say to that facts. Just with that fact alone, what I say to that is this: it's proof that it's not working. Because women talk about there's no real men mm. out here, there's no this. Mm. They talk about us left and right. It's like, okay, well, who raised these boys to become men? Women. Right. Now, stop, stop blaming the men. I get that their absence plays a factor. I get that. But we got to talk about the, the factor that exists. We have to talk to, about the person who was present because a lot of times these men aren't there because of the women. A lot of times these kids don't have a relationship with their fathers because of the women. They choose that the man hasn't paid child support, so therefore he has no right to be a father. And well, that listen, has no bearings on his I want to talk about to that. I want to talk about fathers uh, in the presence of uh, kids. I won't go on and on about like personal trauma, but like uh, when I was younger, my pop straight played me. Like he, 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 you know, he, he didn't want to um, fuck with his family at all. So I mean, I think a lot. I, I think that there's a certain respect that has to be given to men when they want to transition away from their families. Um, that's just how I felt probably since I was ten or twelve years old because that's crazy. Like you don't want a parent that will deny you into your adulthood or deny you into your adolescence you know like sometimes it's just psychologically or emotionally safer and better to just be rid of uh whoever the man is if he doesn't want to be in the situation like why is there so a stigma on there's a bigger stigma uh with absent fathers i feel than with homosexuality which is fine i just think that that's uh a a, a very uh, palpable uh, difference uh, and, and disgust for men in their decisions. With these and and I agree with you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I want to make sure, make sure I'm making this clear. <clears throat> I'm not advocating for deadbeat dads. No, no, no. It's, it's not about that. I just, yeah, we, but, I, I feel you. But what I'm saying is because of deadbeat dads, mm-hmm. all men are grouped into that category. Right. Just by being male. You're guilty by association of your uh-huh. gender, Right. And discrimination so, yeah and so what i'm saying is every kid that i've ever met in my life and i've met quite a few believe it or not every kid that i've ever met in my life that had a single dad as mm-hmm. their sole parent yep. turned out to be good yeah boys and girls mm-hmm. i haven't met a kid yet that was raised by their dad and they turned out to be bad not one and so that's I don't have statistics on that aspect. That's just my personal account. So what I'm saying, I started challenging the people I know to say, hey, have you ever met a child that was raised by a single dad that turned out bad? Lawrence Fishburne's daughter's the only one, but he wasn't a single dad. I can't think of any. No, I don't. I really like um, you, Master P was a single father. He did great. He's got a daughter and a son, and they're both uh, multimillionaires in their own right. So uh, I think that there's something to be said with um, when we actually get to the to this next level. Um, so single fathers, I th- I want to talk about why we have that edge. I think that there is a, a, a advantage that comes with a male parent and having custody with a male parent, but it's it, it goes back to that whole stigma to in discrimination uh, against men and. I think that as men, we we probably feel inclined to to do things like this with 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 uh, one another, um, you know. Well, I, I would like. Um, I, obviously, we all would like for it all to change, but mm-hmm. I think I think where I think where we're missing the mark is way too often we click like when people post memes about deadbeat dads or you know and they talk about because you know we got to be careful you know you know how we just had this presidential election and how mm-hmm. they say russia interfered with our election you know um 
when we see all these memes we're liking and we're sharing and it's degrading the black woman or the black man, it's like those memes aren't even necessarily created by our community. Someone else right. outside is creating that. <laughs> and you're not just talking about Russia. <laughs> yeah, and pushing that junk into our communities and we're sharing it and liking it and high-fiving mm. and talking bad about each other so much that it's like we're never going to get around this over this hump if we don't stop this foolishness. And I think black women need to support the idea that a black man can raise his kids. Black men need to support. I mean, I, I, I don't even know what this, how to say we should support black women because I think we've been put, that's been pushed down our throats yes. all our lives. Um, right. I, I think I, I think we support black women plenty. Um, there's obviously areas we need to improve upon, but sure. I, I I just don't see I don't see the black um, I don't see the black man represented as a king in our communities. I asked I asked a couple of ladies who who you know Tiffany. I'll ask you because you're different. You're not the typical woman I I run into on a regular basis. Um, so what do you think? I mean, who do you think is the the um the leader in our community, the black man or the black woman? I definitely think that our communities um, need men, need strong black men to you know lead out. Um, but there there's definitely an important role that women play, just in general, um, just because of naturally who we are. Um, and who we're meant to be as women. Um, so together, you know, you have you have a powerful unit when everybody's on the same page. But um, at this point, just on you know looking in on on our communities, clearly we aren't all on the same page. Um, but definitely, I do feel that I've seen some positive changes, um, at least just within my own small community of, you know, people that I know and that I'm around. Um, But, you know, I do feel like mothers, like I really just, honestly, I've, I've spent a lot of time in observation and um, studying behaviors and asking questions from different people, um, especially men in 2018. And what I have just found is that a lot of the emotional barriers come from not being able to express yourselves as young boys, you know, just Mm -hmm. growing up. Um. So I mean, or before you no, before I you go on, like... that's, that's good. That's good. But <laughs> who, who, if 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 you feel that way, if that's what you derive to. Who could help make make that more of a reality? Because right now, as we know, more boys are being raised by women. So who's suppressing? Right. Who's suppressing those boys from being able to express themselves? No, honestly, I'm I'm Ooh. here with you. <laughs> like I'm there. I literally hours ago was sitting with my 16 year old daughter and I was talking to her about the importance of mothers because I didn't have a strong relationship with my mother at all and you know growing up and I didn't have a father like my biological father was not around either Um, the only male figure I had in my life was my grandfather and then he passed away when I was a young girl Um, And it wasn't until later on in life that I realized my choices in my relationship with males moving forward after he passed, um, you know, were disrupted or destructive, you know, because I was looking for somebody to love me and treat me the way my grandfather did. But going back to what I was saying when I was speaking to my daughter earlier, you know, there's a very, very strong role that women have to play as mothers, as just, um, you know, nurturers in their communities or their homes or wherever they are present. 
Um, and it's, it's something that you have to tap into. It's a natural thing. But you have, you do have a lot of women that are raising young boys, and this is what I told her, because I speak to her on a very real level so that she's interacting with um, people in a better way or with boys her age in a better way than, than I did. Um, so I explained to her my perception. You know, you have a lot of young women, um, even just women raising boys and they, you know, if they are crying because they got hurt, you know, it's like, oh, man up, you know, stop crying like a little, you know, whatever, or, you know what I'm saying? I, I see a lot of that. I've seen it myself. So I know that there are issues with that. I, I don't disagree with you at all. That works. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, I think, I hope that one day, you know, we could um, get past addressing or acknowledging where the what the problems are and start coming up with some viable solutions to resolve these problems. I have some right. solutions and, and it's things that I present, but they get pushed. They get so much pushback because um, people like to complain about problems. I've noticed in our communities a lot but they don't want to do the work that's required to fix right. the problems yeah, because right. fixing the problems usually requires you to do like the Bible says, die to oneself. Mm. You know what, what you're going to have to do is never going, you're not going to see a benefit from it. You're not going to let me make a point of your labor. Of that. You said dying to your own selfishness. Yeah. Well, I was going to self, but yeah, selfishness sure. is, applies as well. I wanted to talk about that specifically because I checked the stats from the CDC uh, on birth rates to unwed mothers and the numbers almost blow me away. I just read them uh, with white women. It's less than 20% of the, the rate of uh, uh, births given by unwed mothers. That blew my mind with black women. It's around 70% to go wow. further. Uh, the stat line started like 1900, 1920, and the number of uh, uh, white women was at zero <laughs> or below zero because I've never seen a stat like that before. Uh, but uh, uh, black women, I think, was at its highest. Uh, I think it was started 20 or 30 percent or 40 percent or something like that. 40 percent. It was already twice as disadvantaged. Um, so think about that history combined with our present. Uh, and I, and just to complicate it more because I want to, uh, and this is my podcast, I want to give this extra level of complexion. If, if we weren't allowed to be married, to be whole, to be united for, let's say, 100 to 300, 400 years before this timeline uh, that pops off in 1920, showing that uh, white women didn't at one point give birth to children that were not uh, under the guise of marriage, right? They were all married. Right. That's where the stat right. started. So what what chance do we have of of not certainly not getting to an equilibrium, but maybe progressing, maybe getting our unwed mothers somewhere uh, damn, should I say, uh, respectable under 50 percent? Um, well, can I just already... say something mm -hmm. real quick to that? Um, because even though uh, white women maybe getting married and having children in a marriage, I feel like their divorce rate, now I don't know if this is factual, mm. but just from my perceptions and talking to different people, I feel like their divorce rates are higher. Like, um, I don't feel like when black people or, you know, when they get married, they usually stay married for the most part. Nah, that's not accurate. I think our divorce rate is actually higher than theirs. They may have more divorces than we have. That's just because they're having more marriages than we're having. They're definitely getting married more than we, they have the economic status to get married. More white men are in power and more powerful white men are going to have wives. But the, um, the, the, I can tell you, I can tell you the one thing, because we can talk about these, like I said, address these problems all day long. I can tell you one solution to fixing this problem in our community. And my cousin and I, 
my cousin brought it to my attention. I didn't think about this until he brought it to my attention. He was telling me about when he was in college. He would tour the campuses all the time. Him and his buddy would just walk around and they would always go into these girls' dormitories because all the girls, I mean, he was at a predominantly white college, like most colleges in America are. And um, the girls would never lock their, their doors. The rooms were always open. He said, now they never stole anything. They just would go in there and just be nosy, snoop through on their drawer, dresser drawers and look at what the girls had. And he said, every room that he walked into, every room had two containers of birth control for each girl. Each girl had their own birth control. Black people, women primarily, do not put their daughters on birth control like white people put their daughters on birth control. Excellent. So we, we don't have they don't have as much of a teen pregnancy issue that we have. Now, they're, they're, they're just as irresponsible. They're having unprotected sex just like little black girls are. Little black girls are no more irresponsible than white girls. But the white girls' parents are taking a precautionary step to keep them from having teen pregnancies. And that's, that's a one thing that we could do. So my daughter's 13. She just started her menstrual cycle last year. I'm putting her on birth control first chance I get. I'm going to talk to her mom. I figured I didn't want to do it at 13. That was a little too early. But before she's 15 or about she's 15, now that my cousin has put that planted that seed in me, oh, it's been watered. And I want her on birth control by the time she's 15. She'll be 14 right. this year. Because it just, it no, just I doesn't said, right. I don't want That's my daughter scary. to make yeah. a bad decision. Yeah. And then she has a child <laughs> for the rest of her life. Is that that's the difference between I think a male father and a, 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 female, a female parent? Um, I I don't want to interrupt your point, but I, I really want to talk a little bit about that. About well, you know, professionally I'm a counselor, and I used to have female uh, trainees, and there's nothing wrong with uh, females as a whole, but. Um, as far as professionally managing them, the fact that they can get pregnant, the fact that they have children, they're usually the caretaker. Families always want to use women, and they also have whatever particular social disadvantage and or advantage that they have in being women. Managing that is just so different than men. Um, when it's uh, management of uh, males, um, things are just very straightforward, simple, mechanical, and almost organized should I say so I think that's one of the unfair things that we can glean and, and and women hate women so much if like like just talking to women they have the best of friends their little their sisters right but there's so many women I think that women just are so they despise almost and in talking to them you just learn the female culture is that right is that wrong That's, I mean, I can't speak on it. It's, it's crazy to me from the outside looking yeah. in. But is that right, Tiffany? I'm, like women seem to always be like, no, nah, like, like, like women are drama. Is the is all is sometimes the energy that I think other women uh, do. Even the women that try to celebrate, right? That, those are the most. Those are some of the ones that are very questionable. They always want to celebrate femininity and women and love and la, but they discourage, suppress. And, and, and just denounce certain women. So that's fine. But I think that's a different thing. I think that's one of the differences between us is gender. You guys say things and you mean them very specifically. It's like you love women so much, you're just not those kind. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? What are you saying, Tiffany? Does it make sense or is it true? Both. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, yeah, it's, both. It's, <laughs> okay, that's what I, I it, and I mean, I think we feel that energy as men. That's um, hold on, I, I don't want to cut mm -hmm. you off, B. Tiffany. You ain't you you ain't no good for this call right now. We need a woman <laughs> who who disagrees with us so we can have some change. So we can have some change. You agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> By by agreeing with us, we don't even know what to say. I I I I be having rebuttals ready, and I can't even. He just want to hear. He want to hear your why you hate her story. I want to hear it too. 
um, why do women like what is the deal? Why why is there so much like even men like if it if it necessitates a fight they can come to a oh yeah that's my homie like that's my dog it's like you know what I'm saying? Women not so much. I'm so confused when it comes to women, man. I told I I had to Brian. I stopped my podcast. I decided not to do it. We did. Oh, uh, your homegirl from Houston. Yeah, we recorded our first episode. It was good, but it, it's we, we're so different. I thought having a female as a co-host would be good, and I was just like, "You got to find your chick." We, we, that it, we fight on every subject, yeah. every topic is a fight, and I'm just like, "Bro, find one that wants to be submissive." I feel like that's what a fight. you were were expecting from me. Say it again. You were, yeah. But Brian, I said I feel like that's what. Oh no, no, I wasn't well, expecting it. I feel like I was maybe just, that's was, what you I'm, were I'm expecting. I'm happy to get what I'm me. getting. I'm just saying, but um, you know, th- there's going to be some differences because we're opposite mm-hmm. sex. So I expect for us to have a little bit more differences, not, um, not so much agreement. I like that there's agreement. Don't get me wrong. I'm not mad at it at all. But it is unexpected um, to be in a communi- communicate with a woman and she's agreeing with majority of the things two men are saying about their their inner community. Yeah. I mean, I... Right. I, um, I try to have an understanding. You know, I, I, I listen to you know, try to understand. And um, so I wanted to just touch back on what you were saying about, um, you know, fathers. Mm-hmm. basically what you were saying, I don't want to say it wrong, but basically yeah. what you were saying was that yep. fathers will do a better job or do a better job of raising kids as single men than single women. Yeah, I, I, I think so. There's a lot yeah. of factors that go into that. Right. And um, I want to come right back to this point, but I want to say this. Just the dynamics between men and women, it's different than boys and girls, but that's where it starts. We're so much closer when we're boys and girls, but as we grow, where do we come apart? I mean, I remember college. It We started to come apart, but it's not as drastic as it is when you get to your 30s. And I don't know what it's like to be in my 50s, but it scares me to death. Um, so to go back to how, how, how we communicate uh, or how fathers uh, raise their children differently, um, I just think that it's, Man, maybe that's the truth to the sauce. It's just that as men, we have a different discipline, I believe, in, in emotional scale. Um, I think that was the the thing that started off this whole podcast right now. Um, yeah. I, I think men have a totally different emotional scale than women. Um, right. But at the same time... Um... I I would just like to say, I mean, of course, ideally, both parents being around are, it, you know, that would be the ideal situation because, you know, I've, I've personally been raising my daughter by myself since she was years old. And I, wow. you know, I was a teen mother, so... To be, you know, 20, 21 years old, and now I'm raising my child by myself, you know, like, I've had um, so many different things for her, Mm -hmm. because I was determined that she wouldn't do the same things that I did. So, you know, um, I think that um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, that you know, a man would do a better job as a single father than a woman would as a single mother. I wouldn't agree with that statement because I think for everything that it amounts to is the effort that's putting that's being put into parenting. Right. Because you can have two parents. You can have a. My, my, 
have two parents and not financially like children are not what they need. Can y'all hear me? I hear you. Yeah, I had to. I had to kick out. It was I couldn't hear. But did Tiffany finish her thought? Because I was I was hearing her, but I it was starting to slur. Yeah, it started slowing down. I heard it too. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, we're gonna sign off here in a minute, but I I, I definitely was uh, into your point though. Like, um, I want to respond to her point though. I got something okay. to say about it. So yeah, here's. I know she disagrees with the, the statement that men are probably do a better job and I respect your opinion. I disagree with it. And the reason why I disagree is this. When I listen to women, like I'll ask you, Tiffany, so I won't make my, I won't share, share what I've heard for women. I'll ask you first. What do you think women, why, why do you think children need to be with their mothers? If you could just sum it up in like one statement or one word, what, what, what would you word or statement phrase would you use to describe why it's important for children to be with their mother? Um, well, just as you stated before, or it may have been Brian, but um, you talked about what fathers are to their children. Um, and as I stated before, there we definitely do need strong men in our communities. And mm-hmm. to raise and to raise our children, but there's a very important role that women play in their children's right. lives and in our communities. So I'm not saying that, you know, over, uh, like if it if it came down to a custody battle, I'm not saying that the woman should be with the man over the the um, I mean the child should be with the woman over the man. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that. No, I agree with you. Okay. I understand I'm saying from. that there, th- I don't feel like, you know, it, the child should just be with the parent well, that can do what, you know what I mean? Like either and, both or the parent that's and, going to do what they need to do. And this is why I stated earlier, I said, there's usually an argument that the children should be with the mother. There's never an argument that the children should be with the father. It's usually when someone's advocating for the father, they're going to say that the child should be with both. That's how we advocate for advocate for the father is to give him his 50% share. Yeah, yeah. We never advocate for I don't know who one. we is cuz well, I don't society. do that. No, no, I'm talking about society. <laughs> Obviously there's one offs. We got we always have exceptions to every you rule, keep but society. Mind. See, listen. I'm I'm the type of person that I try to understand both sides. I understand I you know, I listen right. to you're, both, but you're You're the mold. You're the mold we want to we want to duplicate. That's you're not the but you're you not can, the norm. But you also have to be open to both. You know both sides I am. too. I am. But watch this. Watch this. I'm about to explain it to you though. I'm gonna explain why I'm open to a child having both of their parents, but I'm an advocate for the father being the primary if there had to be a decision made. Okay. Because sometimes let's just keep it real. There has to be a decision made. Sometimes the parents don't live in the same state, right? And so they can't have both necessarily. So here's the reason why. When I hear women talk about, because you, you didn't answer my question when I asked you, by the way, you kind of gave me a different answer. But the phrase I hear often is women are nurturers. Mm. Nurturers. That, that word gets tossed around so much. And it's like, because we are nurturers, children need to be nurtured. They should be with their mother. And I'm not saying children don't need to be nurtured. I'm not saying children don't need to be with their mother. But here's what Here's how we would describe a man when it comes to their child. Provider, protector, comforter, defender, uh, spiritual leader. We will um, love her. They, men, a man has to teach a daughter how to be loved. Women can't teach a, da- a daughter how to be loved by men. Men have to teach them that. Men have to teach boys how to love women. I, well, hey, we'll, we'll hold disagree. On, I'm, I'm raising a young girl, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm, hold on, I'm doing hold on, a good job on, of teaching her hold on, how to be hold respected. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying a woman can't do these things. 
I'm just saying this isn't the title that. So when women are, when we ask women, when we we ask what is a man's role in the in the household, what is a woman's role? Women's roles are usually that of nurturing. And so what I'm saying is these boys are over nurtured. These mm. boys don't know how to be providers. How could they? Their primary source has been a nurturer. Mm-hmm. Men don't know how to be defenders. How could they? Their primary source has been a nurturer. I'm not saying nurturing is bad. I'm not saying nurturing doesn't have its place. But at some point, a boy needs to get out of that nurturing mentality and start getting into a provider's mentality, a defender's mentality, a lover's mentality. But he's never taught that. So therefore, that's what I'm saying. It, it will behoove a child. Uh, I think a boy will be better off to be nurtured up until he's seven, eight years old and then teach him how to be a man. I want to speak That will on serve that. him better than nurturing him until he's I don't, 18. I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, I've heard even um, in listening to a therapist speak before, they spoke about how um, at a certain age, a boy needs to be with his father. So that is not happening. I mean, I don't disagree. You give a woman eight years to bond with a child, she's not letting him go eight years later. It's Mm. not going to happen. Well, I can only speak on my personal experiences. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's your experience. Oh, I know a lot of I know a lot of boys that was raised by their mothers. (laughs) Well, listen, (laughs) I, I work with young men who are predominantly raised by their mothers. And their experience with me um, and, and what I do professionally, right, is uh, it is nurturing. And it's also mentoring and teaching them how to uh, be self-sufficient. And um, I, I know that it is different being communicated to, uh, educated or led by someone of the same sex for boys. But I remember my experiences as a boy. And just having a man in the room gave me a different, uh, what, like relief or taking whatever takes away anxiety um, and confidence and ability to do things. Um, It didn't even have to be a man of the same race. It was like a gender thing. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if it's lost to us when we see it in coaching. Um, But I mean, when you see these professional sports, you see these teams often being led by with with coaches that don't look like the players and that's okay um everybody doesn't have to look like you for them to be impactful in your life but i definitely remember the experience of being younger and just having a a a male influence and the confidence you felt from that almost more than from your nurturers or your female um um, contributors does does that did you have that experience will Definitely. I my coach could tell me I could right. do something and I felt I could do it. Yep. But I always <laughs> wanted to do it to please my mother. So I did it to please her. Exactly. But she couldn't give me the confidence I needed to do it. Exactly. My coaches did though. She gave you the nurturing that you love to care for her to be your muse, motivation, or whatever. But right. you needed that that male influence to get the action parts of it done. Or at least it put right. me at ease. It wasn't like you know, it made it easier for me somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we could talk about this forever, but right. I mean, we're on the same page. We're on the same page, and and I think sometimes it comes off in a negative when we when I say this, and I don't mean to belittle any women out here because right. I gotta tell you right now, if you strip women off the face of this earth, I'll take a side and I pill that <laughs> second. <laughs> That's me too, because I I I could not, would not want to. I will go to hell <laughs> if God says suicide is punishable by going to hell lord please don't take the women off this earth then because i would i value y'all more than life itself so trust me i mean no disrespect by saying women can't if a woman tells you that you uh were being disrespectful this day please i would love to have a, a conversation with her and she'll find a man that's so much more offensive she'll forget whatever it is you did (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I think that we had a really good conversation. We kind of, uh, really lay that out there. And I think that we all kind of share that perspective, or at least we can perceive where we're all, you know, uh, where we're all coming from. So that's just, man. Yeah. I, it was a pleasure meeting you, Tiff. Yes, you too. Thank you. If anybody wants to share any, uh, social media handles, businesses, 
absolutely. Um, please do. Um, and I'll and I'll just sign it off. Oh yeah, I, 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 Tiffany, you go first. Go ahead. No, I'm fine. I've already done it once. Um. Okay, well, <laughs> I actually, um, I just started a new venture. I, I own. I'm in the credit card processing space. I own my own credit card processing company. I just started a new credit card processing company because we're pushing some new new initiatives and whatnot. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm not on there often, but um, Will dot That's W I L dot M A B O N. And my company, um, Cloud Tech Payments, we just started a brand new Instagram page, so it doesn't have any posts, but it's Cloud Tech Payments, at Cloud Tech Payments. So, yeah, that's who we are. Nice. Check, check Will out. Um, I know Tiffany, uh, she's got some dope images on her page. She's tearing some heads up. Uh, she already knows that she's, you know, <laughs> she's killing it. So, um Y'all know where to find me. Twitter, Instagram, Chubby Idris Elba. Catch me on Facebook, Modern Black Man Podcast. Until the next episode, y'all. Good night. All right, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, please uh, rate this podcast on Apple. Apple Music, get on there and give us a rating. I hope you give us a good rating, but if you want to tear it down, be real about it. Let us know how we can get better. All we're trying to do is just, you know, spread more love in this world. Peace. The Modern Black Man Podcast.